0: So, before we get into the depths of food through the lens of some of the most exciting food entrepreneurs, producers and industry pioneers, I felt it necessary to understand a few things about the art of telling a good story. I also needed to get my head around a digital camera and the sound equipment to make this and the following podcast possible. So for all of that, I shared a burger with cinematographer Rory Langdon-Down, whose understanding of storytelling is clear to see through his work. This conversation seemed like a great first step in this journey of Service Please. We talk about his clear ambition to enter into the filmmaking industry and how he continues to refine the craft. Highlights from his professional career and how, like the food industry, his world of filmmaking came to a standstill in March 2020. The unforeseen challenges during that time and how not being able to work catalyzed him to start a project that entailed taking a different portrait of a stranger each day of 2021 and telling their story. Portrait of Tay was born. Recently announced as winner of Portrait of Humanity 2022 and shortlisted in 2020, Rory explains how the next chapter of his career will be shaped even more with storytelling through still and motion photography at its heart. So, how do you think the best way to go into this?
1: Should be. Be. feels like that's it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so obviously we're here today because this is the first recording of service please it's been something in which I've wanted to start for the last few months or so now and I think understanding about food and bringing it all into one single one single place and having a platform for that and I wanted to be able to express the journey of actually not knowing about capturing this kind of thing and you seem like the perfect person to be able to bring all of that to life. We've worked on projects like On The Table and stuff like that together and I've watched your journey um, over the last decade, which has been an amazing, amazing thing to be able to be part of. So I just wanted to basically explore some of those things with you and understand how you have got to where you are in this world.
1: Thanks. I feel privileged to go first. You can learn from my <laughs> mistakes. Um, yeah, it is interesting. And like, it's kind of funny because I It's guess...
0: man village. Village right here. A lot of love, Phil. How are you? You're doing what I'm good at, nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're to getting, we're get good at it. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah.
0: If you need any lessons, just come to me. <laughs> yeah, always. We're going to be talking about you, so this is actually going to come full circle and be perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, with me, I've got the, I've got the Karen- Ukrainian flag. Have you? Oh Nice. Yeah. Good on you. I'll tell you what, we'll take one side of it and Hang then we'll you. be able to show it. That
1: nah, is brilliant. Hang on, let's. let's... Thank you oh, so much, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a superstar. Yes, mate, thank Look you. Look at
0: this. Thank you so much. Yeah, 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 we're yeah, yeah. eating, we're eating. Look at that. Right, got right, to hold that
1: real quick in front. Villages, Ukrainian flag. <laughs> that is amazing. All right. Well, I'll tell you
0: what, I'm going to jump and get some napkins because otherwise, we'll be in a world of pain.
1: Right, right, let's scram these.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, ch- well, lovely seeing you, fellas again. You take care. Here, village. village. lots yeah. of love, man. We'll see you soon. See you soon. All right.
0: Perfect. Bless him. I
1: think we're still, yeah, 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 we Not, are still rolling. I'll just check that that is
0: going. Um, so well, yeah, yeah. Let's, we were at the beginning, weren't we? Well, so. we were at the beginning. I think we just went in and then, you know, villagers come over, which is great because it was actually one of the moments in which I really wanted to happen because you obviously did a, a short documentary on him after the FA Cup docs that you did and then you did a spin-off and it's just great that it's obviously come full circle and you've been able to see him and yeah. stuff like that which it's is so, really yeah,
1: nice. It's so funny he's bumping into him now. I mean, he's a good example. He actually, I met him in I think 2018 and um, it's quite a good example of, You know, you changed a lot about how I ended up shooting stuff because actually what happened was I was shooting a documentary on the FA Cup for BBC and we were down at Barnet which is the football cup he really likes. Thanks for And um, it was like November or December. It was really cold. And I sat having a coffee in the cafe. And he was outside. And he looks like Father Christmas, right? So I got my phone out to do some boring shit Instagram story about Father Christmas being outside. Whatever. Like, it was just a bad joke, essentially. And I kind of caught myself doing it. I was like, no, that's not fair. He looks like a nice enough bloke. So I went outside. I had my film camera with him. And I ended up chatting to him. And took a portrait of him then Um, and obviously you know he loves a natter so he chewed my ear off Um, but after that we stayed in contact i made a short film about him and since then it's been just been sort of quite a nice friendship really see him quite a bit i've bought him a few puzzles he loves jigsaws so
0: yeah
1: that first portrait i took of him on that day i turned into a jigsaw he made it during the first lockdown because he loved doing jigsaws and he couldn't see anyone then I went round and took a photo of him holding that jigsaw up, had that tender jigsaw, and now I think we're on like jigsaw number three or four. The problem is they're quite expensive to make <laughs> and he completes them very quickly. So <laughs> i am painting myself into the corner.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, let's get the photo over number four. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll make that happen, we'll make that happen. Mm. No, he's sweet, he's here. I see him here most days in Camden. He comes up, he sits outside the record store and he just listens to his reggae music and stuff like that, which I think in the documentary that you put together was one of the really lovely bits about him listening to his records and how it takes him back to, you know, his, his wife and why he wears the hat and everything like that. It's a really, really beautiful story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of, it sort of leads me on to really a little bit of the journey in which you've been on from, from your filmmaking and to now, you know, your portrait taking and stuff like that and really just understanding a little bit how how it's all how it's all played out because all of these things in life take time right and everyone able to learn and refine a skill or their craft and their art um, and it's just a little bit of like where where that's come from for you really more than anything
1: yeah i mean before i went to uni i was in canada for half a year snowboarding as a ski instructor but i was you know snowboarding for sport and uh i've got a few mates who are quite decent and i just happen to be the person who like the filming side of it and you know it's always like skating and snowboarding you capture it, and you make little video parts whatever and that was the first time i started filming something really with the camera i had a really good housemate called martin who actually is still a filmmaker himself and lives in italy and we set up something called 212 productions that was our room number and we made these little videos i mean the first one actually what's really funny is the first video pretty much i ever made on that when i was about 18 snowboard film and the first track in it which me and martin made together the first song in it is this mountains by Biffy Clyro. what's really interesting about that is that like last year I spent my whole year with that band and that was a band I a huge fan of and now last year I was filming a documentary with them um, that was a real round uh, you know full circle thing so yeah I was filming snowboarding really um it's quite a good place to learn because it's cold the weather changes all the time um mm. it's like quite a difficult environment to film so you just learn a little bit and then actually when I was there I met two people, my, two of my other roommates were um, people who'd been to Leeds so they were like go to Leeds uh, so then I changed my course, did broadcast journalism, I thought I wanted to be a journalist for a long time and then I realised when I was on my course the thing I really really liked was the filming side of it more so than the like, the legal journalist side so I did my course, I finished it but the filming was what I was mostly interested in. And all that time I was still filming skiing snowboard films for lead snow riders. Which honestly, like, do you know what the first job I ever got was this guy called Nick Coates, who was the president, he's a really good mate of mine, but he was the president of the lead snow riders the year above me, two years above me, and I was like, this guy's cool as fuck. Like, long blonde hair, like, he's a handsome <laughs> snowboarder guy. Like, you know. And he came, because he heard that I filmed stuff and the guy who used to film stuff called Jimbo had left. So he uh, he came over to me in the student union I said, like, hey, Rory. And I said, like, yeah, yeah. He said, and I was fresher. And he's like, look, we need someone to do some filming for the society and we can give you a free holiday to go to Val d'Isère with the Class. snow riders. Class. And I was like, fresher. Class. I, like, I mean, that was worth well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 400 quid. I mean, that was like yeah, wow. a lot of money. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I started shooting and I ended up, I mean, for three years, I went on like, three holidays a year filming for snow riders. And I t- learned pretty much everything I know
0: through doing that. So it, it's obviously very clear to see that there's an element or there's already been an element of interest of storytelling within like, your work. And like, what, why is it and how do you feel that you've been able to channel that storytelling into your process and things like that? I I do actually think that over the last couple of years
1: I've found what I'm very good at within this world. There's actually a lot of things you can be good at whether it's like commercials or music or documentary or whatever and I finally think I have actually found the thing which I feel most comfortable at which is real stories real people honesty and stuff out of people I think that's and it probably is interesting because you've probably looked at it more than I have to look at what I've done before that you you recognise some of that in there I haven't really looked at that because I wasn't I mean, it doesn't really come that easily to me to go and speak to people off the bat without <coughs> introduction or reason for speaking to them. But once I get over that bit, I feel really comfortable. And I did think when I was doing my course, which was broadcast journalism, the thing I really liked, I mean, I love journalism. I just didn't really, look, I didn't really want to go through the route of becoming a journalist. I thought there were some pretty unethical things you'd have to do in order to become a journalist. So after I left uni, I didn't actually, I still didn't at this point even know the this career you know no one had really explained to me you could become a photographer and that was a job and no one told me that there was things like a director of photography and a camera assistant or what any of these roles did I didn't really know any of that until I went to Canada again and spent some time out there and started shooting and then by the time I came back actually at, right at the beginning and probably up until fairly recently a lot of the allure of what I was doing was about I've got to work on big commercials you know like the coolest camera technology you know like and i've worked with some of that stuff and it's pretty intimidating got to be honest that for me that's not really what interests me and what does interest me is if i can make one film or one photograph or something that impacts someone ideally positively but makes someone think mm. that's worth way more to me than uh, yeah shooting shoot some glitzy commercial
0: i think um in the process for all of this, and we got to Jen's Stumplings. But you said a, a great story, which was you did a job with Amazon and they wanted it to be like more TikTok-y.
1: That's really funny, that whole Amazon thing. And that actually just shows how much the product of commercial filmmaking is being influenced by people who've got a mobile phone. So much so that when Amazon, with a big budget, put together a shoot like that and they, they're like, right, we can go and do something amazing now because we've not only got a big budget, we've also got the concept all, but actually they tried, tested all that stuff and what they realised was better than doing all of that was actually just using that kid who's brilliant, Finn Draper, just to shoot it himself. And it's kind of funny because he and his phone and his talent can make a whole commercial production crew kind of redundant. Like it, so I read a good quote actually, I love a good quote. I read a good quote the other day and it was um, a portrait is not made in a camera, it's made either side of it. And that's it. Like, I, completely, I don't really care about technology that much.
0: You know, everyone's world through the pandemic was completely and utterly transformed. Um, hospitality was completely and utterly cast onto its face. And also the kind of industry that you're within was really, really... Um, film, media, uh, not being able to do shoots, all of these kind of things. Um, a lot of people got quite a little bit lost and a little bit like, what's going to be done? And I didn't
1: think that it... I do not think I was actually susceptible to really feeling as down as I got at the beginning of that year. And this is all in the big caveat, the big box. Where I'm very aware that my life was pretty good. Like I didn't have family members being directly vulnerable or responsible, you know, th- that wasn't a thing. Just chilling.
0: Chilling. No, I'm <laughs> doing, uh, doing an interview. Lots of love. That's brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. You what?
1: Know, so at the beginning of the pandemic and stuff, but, we, you know, even to the point where we lived and stuff, I had interactions like that a little bit with you know, people who lived near us or whatever, and it's great, and they counted for loads. But then as it dragged on, I think what I realised was, it wasn't like money struggles, probably was struggling a bit for money, realistically I put my must have been because I wasn't earning, but it was just like a purpose struggle, and you kind of realise <laughs> that no one misses you, like, in a career sense, right. right? Like, if you, if you get rid of all the filmmakers and photographers and stuff, like, within reason, you need some because it's, it's important. But, I, I mean, they're not being, on Noah, being put on Noah's Ark all that quickly. There's a few, <laughs> few more important people going on, and rightly so. But, so, I think I realised, you know, after a while, I was like, oh, I don't know, like, what the hell am I doing? That's when I made London Isolated yeah. as well, which was, you know, that video is kind of just going to constantly, it's only going to get better. Sure. Yeah. It's only going to get more <laughs> important. It was kind of exciting in a mm. bad way. I mean, the the heaviness of what we were about to go through hadn't really hit home. Now with perspective, it probably sounds a bit weird to say it was exciting, but at the time it was. I cycled around an empty London. So that was interesting. And, but when I did it, I mean, I didn't really do that for... That was like a career gay thing. I've always done things for myself. You know, I, there's there's always work I have to do. pays the bills. It's how I do it. But I think it's really important to constantly do stuff which I can show people as best representation of like who I think I am in terms of creative process and stuff.
0: Um, Yeah, so I think that sort of leads me on to other bits in which you've been doing. So obviously through the pandemic as well, I remember you did the Formula E. You were there basically for like two weeks, no? Yeah,
1: it was really funny actually because I hadn't really, you know, that was an, um, I hadn't worked for a long time. I hadn't worked for maybe four months before that. And I was desperate to work. And then I got this job doing It was two weeks in Germany. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Part of me was very excited by it, obviously. Um, but you got into your groove. Like, everyone was used to being, like, doing their thing, oh, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden I was thinking, I've got to do what? Like, get up this time and do that. And it was amazing. It felt nice to have worked on something so directly related to the pandemic yeah. during the pandemic yeah. as well. Because that's some, another sort of time capsule that I can revisit. <laughs> like Portrait a Day, like London Isolated, that's like another aspect that I can look at. Then work picked up. And I, got, I remember being busy in September, you know, to December. And for those four months, it was busier than ever. It was amazing. I, it was just great. I, couldn't, I didn't need to plan anything. I was just getting phone calls or emails about work. <laughs> and we went from, I think it was December the 14th, was my last day of work in 2020 and it wasn't until april the fifth or sixth yeah that's full on four months of pretty much of 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 no work and that was the hardest bit that's when i started portrait a day though that's so you know out of being miserable came something quite good
0: that was a really that was a really really strange start i remember there's a restaurant called um city social which is up (laughs) up the gherkin and me and my mate Ricky, basically, the day before all of hospitality and everything closed, we went to City Social, and um, I ordered a £175 glass of wine. A and... glass? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought the world... I, I in my mind was like the world's fucking over, man. They saw like, you I coming. was coming. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, so it's the first of a time I got it, you got the bottle and like there was a glass syringe that goes into the bottle and then basically it perfectly was. Just stops oxidising. I'd never no, seen yeah, this I've process seen and things seen like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you know it was it was just one of those things and then we went to the pub and had pints of Guinness and then pretty much it was like right see you later and then didn't see each other again until um, you know like March kind of time or whenever it was when it all started opening. So yeah, I remember I remember all of that like and did wine. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. I don't think I've ever had, I've never tasted wine like that since, or so, I can't even remember the name of it. So yeah, so obviously now that leads me on to portrait of a day, really, or portrait of a day. Um, work was really busy in the summer and then zero again. And then yeah. And you are an active person, like you said, you're a big I runner, think, you're a big gymmer, yeah. like you love work. You So it must've, claustrophobia must've been getting, getting to you quite, quite intently. In yeah, it work. was. And I think, um, by the time, I, I don't know what... I guess it
1: had been simmering in my head, though I don't really remember it having done so, was the idea of taking a photograph of strangers. And pretty much based on the fact that I'd only ever really done it to a village before and maybe two, other, two or three other people um, where I'd stopped someone I didn't know and asked for their photograph, I thought, that wasn't that difficult. My success rate of asking people and them saying yes is, so, is 100%.
0: I like so, these arts.
1: Yeah. It was, it was, I thought well this is this will be all right i thought this would be uh, i mean i couldn't have foreseen what the year was going to pan out like and i just thought okay this will be something really it was for something for me but i'm quite good at if i just dis- if i kind of display what it is that i'm intending to do um, that's a good accountability thing for me yeah. if other people know it sometimes it's the opposite for other people which is um, they're held more accountable if they don't share that information but for me it's like if I share it I'm then like no people are expecting this of me which they're not but that's how it happened so I, I you know the day before I said to Ishbel I've got this idea so New Year's Eve 2020 I said I've got this idea I maybe photograph a different person every single day for a year starting tomorrow and she normally kind of Dials me back a little bit and says, "Well, why don't you do you know, one a week or one a month or something like that?" Because she can see that sometimes I bite off more than I can chew. And she just went, "Yeah, and no, I reckon you could do it." So, <laughs> oh, okay. So was... I, I, I sat down and used my limited Photoshop or whatever skills to write "Portrait a Day" over an old photo taken <laughs> in a very sterile font, my like Arial. And um, I love it Arial. And, and that, was, that was the logo. That was the instagram page and then the first photograph i spent I mean, you know first day it almost just didn't even get off the ground because i spent the first day walking around and i couldn't ask anyone I was like, oh, well this isn't going very well you've created an instagram page
0: here and you can't even speak to anyone do you think artistically you'd set a precedent in your head what these photos had to like be or something like that for that particular time like was it the nerves? Like, yeah, was I it think, what was it in that, that was that barrier oh for yeah, you? I,
1: I think at the time I really had no idea what it was going to be. I, I think I probably wishly thought that every single portrait was going to be National Portrait Gallery level. That's just not what's going well, to not even shot one that's NPG <laughs> level. Yeah. So, you know, I I I I, you know, I had some success with a portrait before with Portrait of Humanity and it being short like, shortlisted a couple like prior to that. So I kind of thought all of them were going to be that level. Oh. But when you're going out every single day, there's so many factors. So many factors in it, um and honestly, I remember it was like jumping off a cliff. It's all like, oh, right. Well, I'm committed now. I, there, at that point, I kind of thought there was absolutely no way I was not going to make it to the end of the year. I also had never ever really had a concept of how long a year is until I watched every single day. Wow. It's you know every single day. I read this quote which was like. We're told that there's 365 days in a year, but have you ever actually counted? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you know, like this whole idea that we just kind of take stuff, and I was like, oh no, I've counted now. I paid full attention of how many days there were
0: and- um, and, and and did that centre you out of interest? Like actually like understanding the days, do you think that was productive in other parts of your life? Do you actually found, was it a bit of a drain, a draw? Like drain. actually a bit, okay. Yeah, I I love the project. The project was schizophrenic
1: to say the least, and it's quite you could talk about it now because I put my camera on me like this today, hanging off me. For the first time in ages, last year, every single day of the year, every single day, mm. my camera was here. Mm. That's no exception, every single day. I would go to the gym, I would go to the shop around the corner from my house and take it because if I didn't have it, that would be the day I bumped into someone ideal to take a photograph of. Um, it became so much so that I would drive or walk along and all I would do is this, just looking at Scanning. People, just scanning the whole time. Drove Ishbell insane. I would just drive and see people. And then I wouldn't know where to stop the car because it's in London. I <laughs> can I remember there was one point where I had struggled all day to take someone's photograph. All day. I couldn't do it. I couldn't find anyone. And I was being useless and weak-willed. And I couldn't do it. And I was driving back home from wherever I'd been. And I stopped at these traffic lights in Streatham, and I parked, like, literally at the front of the traffic lights, pedestrian crossing, and a guy walked across and I stopped in front of my car and like, looked at me, he was in cowboy boots, double denim and a Stetson with a tiny little chihuahua, and I looked at him and I was like, that's my portrait, and there's nothing I can do about it, because I'm in the middle of three lanes going like right and that's it, and I was like, this is a joke, I'm being, like, cock-teased <laughs> by a portrait that I've been seeking all day, Class. And you know. So someone like that is relatively easy because if the person you're photographing <coughs> can see the portrait, if they can understand why they're being asked, then it's very easy to get a yes. So someone in a steps and they can understand why that might be interesting for someone to take a photograph of. And chances are they've probably been asked before. And actually what I realized was that the thing I became really interested in was taking the photographs of the people who weren't uh, used to having that photo being taken. Mm. Because if I was in Camden, I mean literally behind us there's Zombie punk, who is known I I walked past him several times, and I never wanted to take his photograph deliberately because as nice as he is, and we yeah. just had a good conversation with him, he yeah. charges a pound to have his photo taken. Yeah. And every person walking over that bridge has taken his photograph. That doesn't really interest me. What would interest me is I don't know who I'm looking at right now, but this guy, he's pushing a lock over there. Yeah. Let's go and chat to him. That's his boat. How long has he been on the water? What you know? You always been on a boat? How's that been during COVID? Bet it's cold. That's, that's way more interesting, mm. to, you know, chat to, for me anyway. So that's what I started realising. But they're also harder because you go and ask them, and you say, hey, excuse me, I was wondering if I could maybe ask you a bit of a strange question, which is, by the way, how it would open most of the time. And what I realised was, was, every single time like someone would say no to me, I'd walk off and I couldn't shake it. I mean, I I would think, what did I do? Why did that person say no to me, blah, 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 and it would bother me. Um, and then I realized that when people said no to me to the photograph, they weren't saying no to a conversation, so what I would try and do to make myself feel better, at least be like, absolutely, like, no worries, that's that's completely fine and, you know, hope you're having a good day, you know, what are you guys up to, or something. Just have a conversation so that it ended that <coughs> interaction on a more positive note. Yeah. But yeah, it was good, I mean, it's tough though, it was really tough, I don't, People kept me saying, oh, so another year? I was like, Absolutely
0: not. You know, at the end at the end of the um, year, New Year's Eve, we spent it together and you came home and stuff like that. And I can remember you showed the photo and I think we had the conversation, you know, how exhausting and people asking, is it going to go on? And you even alluded to it's draining. And the photo was, you know, a, a, a new baby or a newborn, basically with the mother and father at St. Thomas's. And I was like, for me, I was like, that is absolute genius because it's sort of like new beginnings, but it doesn't mean it's new beginnings for portrait a day. It's new beginnings that it can be something else. And there are different things. And this was a project that's coming to an end, but it, there is the, there is something even more beautiful that is beginning from it. That That's what I took from that image. It was yeah. really, really powerful, really, really powerful.
1: I, I felt, um, I don't know, the, the last day was so difficult. I went out. I, you know and i walked around london and i actually didn't want to take that photo i wanted the project to end but i didn't really want to take that photograph because i i put so much pressure on that last photograph being um poignant or really important or whatever and i i spent a lot of time thinking about it people kept on saying what are you going to do for that last photograph mm, and i had thought, I thought about it a lot i wrote to sir david attenborough because i wanted him to feature and I thought he'd be good because there's an element of hope but he's also you know iconic and all that stuff sure he wrote me back which was very nice but he said no (laughs) Um,
0: he's a busy man do you know what I mean hey look
1: he wrote me a lovely what's funny is he wrote me this letter and it's two-sided and I opened it on the on sort of page two if you like and what it said was it went accept your invitation to partake in Portrait of Day, Sir David Attenborough. And I was like, oh, "Oh, my God. I turned it over and he said, I hope you don't mind that I will not accept your invitation. I was like, as if I've just got, like, rickrolled by Sir David Attenborough. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so he said no. But I contacted a hospital to see if I could get into the hospital on the day and stuff. But that was tricky because of Covid. Um, So I wandered and wandered and wandered. And then I went to Thomas's Hospital and Thomas's Hospital. And I stood at the doors to this hospital. I thought, right. I'm gonna count, because I've been there ages, good hour probably, I said the next four the next next ten people who walk out those those doors, I'm gonna count ten people, and if it's not someone with a newborn baby, I'll keep walking, and I'll just photograph anyone. And ten people walked out, and it wasn't anyone with a newborn baby, I mean it was like three people who have been who were, you know, labourers or something inside of labour being an operative word, but a worker inside the ward and um and you know a few other people and they came out and as I was just walking, I was like, right, that's it, I'm walking. And I walked in this, it it's on like a I don't know, the outside bit is on two tiers, and mm. below is a car park or something. And I just looked over the side, I looked over, and this couple I've forgotten their names, I could check it in the book. But the baby was called Ulan, and they uh, came out, and they they couldn't look more like new uh, parents. They just had everything, you know, <laughs> hanging off them buggies <laughs> and. Um, Car seats and uh, yeah, everything it works.
0: And yeah, yeah, and I just thought, and look like probably she just had a baby and he's just like yeah. doesn't know what to do yeah. and he's like.
1: <laughs> and then I and then I had to go down and say, hey, I'm doing this project and stuff. And you think like, this is their first breath of fresh air as a new family and the first thing they've run into is some rubbish little like what seems to them some sort of weird probably like a student like a photo. vanity project yeah, like, yeah I and I, 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 I chatted and the, the mother was amazing she was just so uh, thrilled warm. and yeah. warm yeah. and the dad was just stressed because he didn't know where his Uber was and he was obviously he was like "Yes, yeah, fine you can take the photo but where, you know, where's my Uber like, and I don't think they've ever seen the photo I gave them the details but it was all kind of you know yeah, understandably yeah, 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 yeah. they've got a lot going on writing down my Instagram is not high on their priority so uh, I don't think they've seen it I'd like them to, because, yeah. you know, that would have been the first... I, I've never committed myself to anything that hard before. Mm. That was by far the most difficult thing. I wanted to give up in October, completely. Wow. I found it so difficult. I hated it. I actually hated it. I was having the worst time ever. Just, you know, I, I couldn't speak to anyone. I was going out everything. I was walking for three or four hours a day and wow. not being able to speak to people. I wow. had one day where I spent... I went, you know... There, a very easy place to go and photograph is Soho, yeah. Soho is full of characters, people who get photographed all the time and so I went to Soho and I couldn't speak to anyone, you know you see people who clearly get photographed because of what they're wearing or whatever and I couldn't do it, and anyway I wandered around for ages, going to my head, hurry, speak to someone, fucking pull your socks up, all this, and I was like right, fine, that's it, and I saw this guy and he was sat with his head down on his phone and I was like yeah he's great, in my head, I thought he's relatively easy person. He'll say yes. Yeah. So I went over to him. So hey, excuse me, mate, do you mind if I? And he lifted his head up and he went, "Rory, you took my photo on Red Shirt Street." And I was like, "You are fucking kidding me." As if he, I haven't been able to speak to people for three hours, and the one person I've gone to speak to is someone I photographed in this project already. But we then had the best conversation Great. ever, and he put me in the best mood. Great. He said, "I've been following it since you photographed oh. me. I feel privileged that you photographed me. It was so lovely. It was like the best thing ever." And then I walked away two minutes after left him. I photographed someone because it put me in the right frame of mind, and that really made me realise how. Did
0: that change that was. you for the rest of the project? Actually, it, like it propelled you to I finish it. I sent kind him of a thing. message
1: about that, and I can't remember if he responded. But I sent him a message, like DM on Instagram, telling him about that our interaction had been really important to the whole really project uplifting. because I'd been really struggling, and to hear from someone who had no previous connection other than being photographed but to, to me talking about what he liked and he was saying oh i liked you took a photograph so and so on this day i loved that and I was, oh man that's what you're not bullshitting you actually followed it that was amazing stunning and then actually the whole project project as a whole has changed what i want to do now wow without a doubt i've realized that stills are important to me i never really thought about that too much in a professional sense um so yeah going into shooting more more stills is great and also just i think It gave me a lot more confidence after that year in myself, Mm. in that I always felt like I was a good documentarian and a good person um, for sort of- Just a storyteller sharing. Yeah, the storyteller, and storytelling of of real things, I suppose. (coughs) And I always thought that, but after a whole year of doing it, I actually finally, I probably believe that. I actually, that's one thing I've got. I mean, I've always been a bit, you know, humble and stuff. And this year I'm a bit like manifesting, which is a very, modern word isn't it but i'm trying to manifest being more confident in that particular area not everything and being confident doesn't mean not being nice because it's really important to be a good person and being nice is like goes hand in hand yeah but i'm now of the opinion i'm actually very good at this i would like to think i'm one of the best at this in terms of stopping people getting stories getting honest and stories from people without like exploiting them for that story that I feel is my forte, and after doing it for a year, I'm kind of like, yeah, actually, good. And I now I just want all these other people who I've worked with or people I haven't worked with yet to see that in me, yeah. and people hopefully in a, in career wise, people when they go, we want to do a documentary on such and such, or we think we need to go and visit this community or whatever, and I want them to go, yeah, the person we want is Rory. That that's the goal. So that's the goal for this year, and that came off the back of Portrait Day. Love that,
0: love that, yeah. love that photo of humanity you were shortlisted and they create a book and it's like 200 photos and the book got put into space right this was last year we 20, 2022 20, 20, yeah so 2021 2020 i think 2020 yeah
1: the, and, and that came out of nowhere that that photograph i took uh, of a model called mamianta wade and she's fantastic and i was in paris shooting i was shooting a uh, fashion show but i was uh, filming that and then we there was this huge ornate room and i didn't really know Mammy uh, at all but I said oh like would you mind coming into this massive room it was like a ballroom and no one was in and I could take a couple of photographs which I did and then I I submitted to that competition uh, which is run by 1854 and which is a wing of the British Journal of Photography and it is you know humbly it is a very good one to be recognised yeah. for. I feel very proud. That it Sounds it was. good. Actually, I remember getting that email, and it came on like one of those days where I wasn't working during lockdown, and I got this email, and I thought like, that, <laughs> I could do with that. That was a good. That was a good little um, pick me up. I love it. And that. it was great. And then the funny thing was, so so because the galleries and everything was closed. Yeah. It was exhibited in space, and I thought it was really funny that like. <laughs> I'm on the time I'm not working and I can't get anyone to see any of my stuff on land <laughs> my picture is being shown in space. <laughs> and I don't know why, but it was just like this really funny thing and made me laugh that yeah and um, and it was great and then I've applied since then and now it gives you so much confidence to point where last yeah. year I applied to portrait of Britain, yeah. having photographed nothing but portraits of Britons last year and I didn't get shortlisted and I was quite bummed by that okay. to be honest. I thought I would get that. I'd spent a whole year doing it, and I didn't get shortlisted. and I still think that something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, but then I, uh, you know, I submit to those. There's, I don't submit to loads of film uh, or, or photo competitions. One because there's not many which are really prestigious, and there's only point getting the prestigious ones. There's no point, for the most part, applying to something which doesn't carry a lot of weight. You need to be in the run You need to get seen, and there's a few good ones, and and that is one of them. Anyway, I then got two of my photos in Portrait of Portrait of Day. I should know this title. Of my in book. your book, yeah, 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 yeah. So two of the portraits from that were shortlisted for Portrait of Humanity this year, 2022. Yeah. Which I was so over the moon with because I knew that the work I'd done last year was good. I knew that. Yeah. I was confident in that, but it really helped with like, the validity, of what i had done and i felt that because i was selling this book i really wanted people who bought the book to understand that this everything about this was being heightened it wasn't just a a six formers project or a student project it was actually a body of work yeah that i put everything into yeah and now you're holding something which has been recognized you know so two two of my 365 portraits were shortlisted. That's not a bad ratio. You know, I was pretty happy with that. That's incredible. I then found out about a week after that that one of those two photos is a winner and Amazing. won the Portrait of Humanity. Um Which, which is, is the photo? Uh it's brilliant. It's actually really funny because the photograph in that <laughs> it's um of a drag queen in Soho. And it's the only one in there which is named Unknown. I got oh, the first wow. name of every single person I photographed, but that person was more than happy to be photographed, but they didn't want their name to be taken, which is just a kind of, a, I don't know, it's just funny. I said, you know, I remember having the conversation, I wrote it out verbatim in the book as well, how the conversation went. I said, oh, hi, excuse me, do you mind if I take your photograph? And they said... Uh, like go on then or something. It was so flippant and dismissive, but but it was a yes, which is weird. I dealt with rejections John. and yeses, but I hadn't really dealt with a yes that was kind of in the tone of a rejection, before, <laughs> which was quite strange. And they said anyway, so I took the photograph and then I said, oh, um, you know, I'm I'm Rory by the way. You know, what's your what's your name? And he said, oh no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so that was it. so it was great.
0: No, no. Really, we're, no, we're not, doing doing that. That. We're not doing And that. i fire
1: <laughs> enough. That's great. Oh, you fair. don't have no one has to give up anything. they don't want
0: to. Um, and the process of making the book. Obviously, this is the first time. It's it, 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 is it a self-funded book? Is it is it like? Did you go to any publishing houses? Anything like that? They will. to yeah. Self-funded. Self-funded. I
1: um, <clears throat> yeah. I went. I contacted. I I didn't know it was going to be a book. That wasn't really a goal of the project. The project honestly was an Instagram account. So people kept on saying, oh, it's going to become a book, it's going to become a book. I thought, yeah, I think it will. But I had no idea what that entailed. But I thought, if it is going to become a book, it's got to be very, very good. It, like, if I'm going to do this as a book, this isn't going to be a, some, I don't know, snapfish or whatever they're called. Those, you know, things. It's not. That's not what this is. This is going to be whatever it takes and make a book that when I receive it and I give to people, it, I'm proud of. So... That actually pretty much started with two things. One, a friend of mine called um, Alex Milnes, or Xander. I had um, dinner with him, and seeing as it's a food podcast, I can, it was at St John, Yeah, so it was brilliant. Great restaurant. Yeah, great restaurant, and we were, we were sat at St John, and we were having a really good meal, and I chatted him, and, and he works for Wallpaper Magazine, and he said to me, oh, I think, you know, he wasn't even really asking me the question. He said, oh, so, you know, how's the book coming along? And I was like, what do you mean? I haven't even thought about it. He said, oh. And he was like, well, this is being a book, right? And I said, well, I'm thinking about it. He said, well, it, it is a book, like, it is. So he said, look, you've got to go and speak to this guy, Paul Berman at FE, uh, oh, oh, he's not called Paul Berman, he's called Paul or something else. Anyway, at FE Berman, Printers of Bermondsey. said, you're gonna get a book printed, go to Paul. All right, so I don't know anything else. I'll go down to Bermondsey and tell him I want to print a book. <laughs> it's here. It is. It's on Instagram. <laughs> you know, like, what? Am I? So, but but you know, Zana was great, and he he just he gave me that confidence, which was great to hear from a friend of yeah. mine, but someone who actually he knows his shit in out.
0: the industry, in the industry, and also it was so f- it wasn't like the tone the tonality of his voice. He's like, so how's the book coming? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it just rolled, like yeah. you know.
1: So you know, I carried on tucking into my nice pork sandwich, or whatever it was at St John. Yeah, and I thought hmm, maybe it should become a book. And the next person I spoke to, which was the first design, I, I mean, was Tom Shuttleworth. Yeah. So shut. And uh, you've obviously worked with him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also a really good friend. Yeah. He understood the project, and I sent him an email and said, you know, work, work channel, work line. This is what I'm thinking of doing. I don't know if you do editorial stuff, I don't know if you do books, but I would love to work with you on this. And he literally was like, All right, come in tomorrow and you can meet with Freya, Freya bates and, and she's our uh, editorial designer uh, at anatomy, yeah. anatomy. So I went in and sat down with them and I went, Look, I don't really know what I'm doing, yeah. but I want to make a book and I want to make it look good. And Freya was just great. She just went, You're not meant to know what you're doing. You keep taking the photographs, you keep writing the pieces yep. we'll take care of making the book
0: mate massive massive congratulations on that yeah it's been a fantastic let me check
1: that we're still rolling <coughs> we are but i'll just stop and start again yeah. so that we don't have to do it again yeah good sorry
0: yeah so i think obviously with the food podcast it's a, it's essential to end on a note with understanding where you love to go to eat and if you had to give that diamond of information or something like that where is it that you love to go to eat
1: do you know what i um, i'm probably not gonna be able to I'm not going to say anything that's going to be a curveball, I don't think, to anyone who'd be listening to this. Because the places I really like, so what I really like is I wear pretty much the same clothes every day. A <laughs> white t-shirt, this is relevant to food by the way, <laughs> like trainers and a pair of like blue work pants, that's, yeah. that's, that's it. And I like good food, but where I can wear that stuff. And I know that fine dining doesn't really exist anymore, but anything that comes close to that does not interest me. So the places I, one of the places that comes to mind, which I love is Leroy in Shoreditch. Because the food is next level. The artwork is brilliant on the walls. It's got lovely, lovely drawings and illustrations around the place. Service is lovely. Building's great. Um, I've had, that is, and it's it's like the perfect Venn diagram of amazing food and not being pretentious. I yeah. think love that. So I, th- I don't know. Have you been there?
0: Yeah. And Do you think the same? I enjoy it. Yeah. Really, you really. You seem good. hesitant. No, no, no. I really, really enjoy <laughs> it. <just, laughs> it's always lovely to understand like people's experiences yeah, with food and things like so, that. And
1: I think that, and um, I also like Twelve Fifty One. Haven't been to Twelve Fifty One because I've worked with the chef James Cochrane. Yeah. And I really like him. Great. Worked with him a couple of times. A very nice guy. um and I like him, but his food, but again, good restaurant, not pretentious, also pretty cheap. Food, yeah, I'd say yeah pretty, I think
0: a lot of these places, food. you know, you can get the lunch menus and things like that, and you get the whole experience, and it's just fantastic. But I'll say know.
1: Leroy, I think it's a cooler answer. Yeah, great. I, I think, yeah, it's answer. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and if I had to ask you as well, who do you think, if you could take anyone, apart from obviously friends, family, and things like that, if you wanted to be able to share some food and get some knowledge from someone about something, who do you reckon that person would be? So. David Attenborough said no.
1: David Attenborough said no. <laughs> he, I reckon he'd be good. To, you know, I he'd be quite good at dinner. He probably goes to a lot of dinners. That he 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 he'd be paying one hundred and seventy-five pounds for a glass of wine. Just. <laughs> Maybe you should go to dinner with him. Yeah. I thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, man. yeah. He'll be getting like, the apocalypse glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I lo- i really love Louis Theroux for lots of reasons. I like his documentaries and I I find him interesting. I find him very funny. He likes hip hop as well, which I do as well. So that'd be interesting. I think think he'd be good good company. But I also have listened to a lot about him and I'm reading his book, or his second book at the moment yeah i think i would, I, I think, think for I'd your world it, it seems like
0: a good match you know to be just, able to get some get it, to get some inside knowledge it like everything up like that just being like a dinner of two
1: people asking questions <laughs> and no one answering anything so i don't know <laughs> maybe that's not very good you know
0: more about the waiter
1: by yeah, the end of the experience I, I, <laughs> yeah me louis and then the person serving us i think no i think that's good anyone the next yeah. person who walks past
0: that's yeah. who i choose that you fun. know what i was thinking as you were talking at the beginning you know you were saying about your broadcast journalism at leeds and stuff like that and you were like i don't really want to be like a journalist and kind of thing and the whole time we were having this conversation i was like but you are a journalist and it is really fascinating that obviously you've then put the the two in the person in which you would love and you, you know it's not like oh i'd like louis Theroux. it's like you're reading his second book you've really visualized his work like you know it's, it's. I think. I think it's for me. It seems perfect for you yeah. to be able to learn a lot of uh, a, a lot of things, or hopefully learn learn some things from that. Part of this whole series for me and starting it um, and being part of it is. I think I needed within myself to show how, you know, setting those goals, having those dreams, having those affirmations that you were saying, um, and believing in yourself a lot more to be able to do things and stuff like that. And is, this, I think, is this helping you believe in yourself?
1: This Is this part of
0: that? Yeah, I think it is part of that. I think, you know, for, for, for me, the biggest thing about this whole entire thing is um, I've been working within food for nearly 15 years now um, and I've never really put on my hand. I've experienced a hell of a lot and I love every single moment of it. Like you said, there's peaks and troughs, but like it's been absolutely phenomenal. And I think that you need to be able to if you, it, unfortunately within this world to be able to recognize you You've got to put up your hand and I haven't really put up my hand and I think a little bit of this is me putting up my hand and being like I'm here and I've got something to give and I also believe that there are a lot of other people that have things to give as well and if we can have a conversation about that and show people that journey I think it'd be really amazing service please service please
1: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that that's I think it's fantastic and Perfect. I I mean I, I look forward to listening to whether or not i'll listen to this one i don't know <laughs> uh,
0: well, well we're going through the process this um, is also going to be editing what, it and things you, like that so that's going to be the
1: amazing thing so do you know yeah. during portrait a day i was asking people to, uh, you know obviously a photograph the whole time and i went to a photographer uh he's now a friend but i didn't know him at the time uh he's a friend of a friend called harry Livingston, he's a really good photographer and i got him to take my portrait and i spent half a day with him in his studio having my photograph taken one i suppose is a bit of a vanity thing it's nice to have your photos taken is it kind of nice um but really because <coughs> that was another big uptick in helping me understand the whole relationship between me and who i was photographing mm. and what it feels like to have your photo taken and it's really interesting as is you know this will be to listen and, and learn from as well but it was yeah that was a good little exercise i think and you took a nice photograph It ended up in the book
0: fantastic yeah love that yeah well, thank you. This has been absolutely amazing. I've I feel really, like we're really going enjoyed these.
1: I feel like there's a moment. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I was thinking yeah, the same. I was a... really. I was
0: like, we're shaking hands behind. Come, come, come yeah, on! There yeah. yeah, we go. <laughs> oh, I love it. I yeah, love mate. it. I love it. Well, perfect, mate. That was amazing. That was really, enjoyable. Yeah, man. I really, really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. And it was so much more natural and things like that. It was really, really lovely. Thank you. It for It felt natural
1: for me, and that's really nice because, well, it's not necessarily natural being interviewed but what is natural is having a conversation with you but i think that's a real forte in fact hey look we're still recording so you can use this or not but i actually don't know if i told you this before a lot of the time i struggled and this isn't to say that you don't struggle but um i would when i was struggling with speaking to people last year i was thinking of you and how you're good at listening you're good at asking questions you seeming to me you're you're very confident, but I know that that can be different. I, you might seem confident. I don't know whether you are always confident or, or not. But yeah. but that and I thought how you are completely. What is the, I'm trying to think of the, of an intelligent word to say that you you fit perfectly with whoever you're talking to, prince or pauper. You know, and you don't change who you are depending on who you're speaking to. Bless you. And I think that's really really
0: admirable. Bless you that's it for the first episode of Service Please. Please give a follow and share on socials at Service Please to help amplify the voice of the hospitality industry and enable more people to understand the innovations and daily struggles of one of the most dynamic sectors and of course the tastiest.